Welcome to Coffeehouse Questions. This is Ryan Polly. Now, over the last few years, I've had the privilege of working with Summit Ministries. It is one of the best organizations to help train students in worldview theology and apologetics to help them think deeply about the world around them, to have to deal with some of the most difficult issues that our culture faces today, as well as stand strong for Christ on their college campuses, to make a difference and see people as being created in the image of God. It was incredible. My first year, I was on staff working with a group of students, had a small group each night that we met together. My second year, I was the classroom coordinator where I was able to help organize the classroom to deal with the discipline issues as well as meet the speakers coming in to introduce them to make sure the classroom was running smoothly. And it was amazing. And so a couple weeks ago, I had the privilege of talking with Dr. Jeff Myers. He's the president of Summit Ministries. He's been there in the last 20 years. Uh, he has become one of America's most respected authorities uh, in youth leadership and development. He hasn't been there the whole 20 years, but over the last 20 years, he's grown in his leadership development. He um, has appearances on Fox News, other media programs. He has become a fresh voice in our culture, offering humor and insight on Christian worldview. He has written the book, The Secret Battle of Ideas About God, Overcoming the Outbreak of Five Fatal Worldviews. And then also he has written uh, school curriculum. Uh, he's helped out in writing the summit curriculum in, uh, it's called Understanding the Times is one book, Understanding the Culture, and Understanding the Faith is another. And these books are incredible resources that I actually, I actually use in my classes to help teach a survey of apologetics, a philosophy of ethics, and then a comparative worldviews class. And so incredible resources. We had a great conversation. Now, before we jump into the conversation with Dr. Jeff Myers, I want to let you know of a few things that are coming up. Now, on my website, I've posted a new page, which is a speaking request page. I've always had a chance for you to email in, but now there's a speaking request page. And there are a few spots open uh, still this summer. Now, on July 11th, I'm going to be up at Hume Lake speaking uh, for Stand a Reason up there to the students, giving three talks to students and a Q&A. On July 18th, I'm going to be at Church Every Day meeting with their youth group, doing uh, an atheist role play, one of my favorite conversations to have with them. On July 20th to 22nd, I'm going to be uh, at the Church Every Day uh, Junior High Summer Camp. And then July 25th, I will be back up at Hume Lake, again, speaking with the high school students there. And then finally, July 29th through the August 4th, I'm going to be flying out to Salt Lake City on one of the Maven Utah immersive experiences, uh, helping train students uh, in theology and and Mormonism and getting them out uh, in a practical way, sharing their faith with Mormons. And so uh, there's a few events coming up on the calendar, a few more slots open this summer. If you guys want to check that out, there's a speaking endorsement page at coffeehousequestions.com. And for you to see the different talks that I offer, as well as suggest new talks, and then fill out that speaking request page. Now, as we get into this conversation with Dr. Jeff Myers, I want to remind you uh, that he has uh, agreed to come back on the show if there are more questions about student worldview and apologetic issues that you guys have. And so be sure to send in those questions. You can do so uh, at contact at coffeehousequestions.com is the email in which you can send those in. You can also follow along on Instagram 
at Ryan Polly three. Now on Instagram, I, I will post a, a story uh, that uh, lets you know who I'm going to be interviewing. Also, for example, an interview that I have coming up soon, I, I posted some a little survey to get people's opinion uh, before doing the interview. And so there's ways that you can interact with me at Instagram at Ryan Polly three. Uh, you can also ask your questions on there. Uh, Facebook.com slash coffeehouse questions is another place for you to send in those questions or comments. And then finally, uh, if you want to text them in, you can do so at 714-989-6927. So those are all the different ways you can interact, ask your questions, and if you have more things that you are curious about when it comes to this interview with Dr. Jeff Myers. So without further ado, let's get to our conversation with Dr. Jeff Myers of Summit Ministries. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, you bet, Ryan. Uh, great to be with you. And congratulations on uh, that master's degree. You need to make a triple-sized version and put it on the wall right behind you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I found out it'll be coming in a couple of weeks, and so I might have to blow it up and uh, yeah, <laughs> hang it from the front of my house like a flag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well, thank like you. It. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just it was always fun finishing out the semester, finishing teaching, and then being able to move right into Summit. Uh, in applying that knowledge, that was one of the things I wanted to do. In fact, I I spoke with Sean McDowell, and I said, "Hey, I want to I want to kind of use this knowledge I'm learning in a practical way over the summers. I'm not teaching, I'm not working. Uh, what can I do over the summer? Can I volunteer with you? What can I do to to use this information in a practical way?" And he goes, "Work at Summit." Yeah. And I went, yeah. "Okay, I'll do it." And the next day, I think Summit emailed me, or he email, emailed them. They emailed me and said, "Hey, you know, we want you to apply." So. Uh, that was huge for me. So for those that, that are listening that maybe don't understand what Summit is, what is Summit? At the heart of it, Ryan, what you, the part that you experienced is a two-week program for young adults, 12 days, where they come to one of our sessions. We put in front of them world-class experts on apologetics and worldview and economics and ethics, the huge issues of our day, sexual ethics, marriage, you know, transgenderism, all, all of the big topics of the day. And then they have the opportunity to meet with those people, to have meals with them, to have Q&A times with them, to get answers to their biggest questions. So this mystery has been going for more than 50 years and started by David Noble. I attended when I was a student, so maybe telling my story will help a little bit. Um, I was one of those kids who couldn't get answers from the church for life's big questions. I'd even started to conclude, and I don't know if this was a valid observation, but I was I had started to conclude that church is where people go to escape from reality, hmm. not to figure out how to better engage with it. So I decided that I would graduate from high school and graduate from church at the same time. And then my parents arranged for me to have two weeks at Summit. I'm you know, I love adventure. I love Colorado. love Manitou Springs, which is this little hippie town at the foot of Pikes Peak. So I said yes. But I walked in the lobby of the hotel. I saw David Noble, the founder there, and I said, I hope you have a lot of answers because I have a lot of questions. Like I was just like some cowboy walking <laughs> into the saloon or something. But he was not offended by that at all. He just said to me, we aren't afraid of any questions here at Summit. Wow. And you cannot imagine how for a guy like me that shaped my whole world that I met a Christian who wasn't afraid of the questions, not somebody who was arrogant and said, I have all the answers. Don't worry about it. We're the smart guys. Everybody else is dumb. None of that. But to say the Christian worldview opens up reality in a way that other worldviews do not. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to pursue it. We'll be patient with you. You'll have a chance to learn. We're going to push you and to, to be stronger, to read, to grow. But it was, it's been a fantastic experience. So I've been involved with the program in some capacity ever since then. And when David Noble retired seven years ago, he asked me to take his place as the CEO. 
Wow. You know, that's one of the things I really appreciate about Summit is is they're not afraid of questions. Uh, you can come with any right. question. But also, as you mentioned, it encompasses everything. It's not just the Christian worldview on how do you be nice or how do you love you know, your neighbor or something, but it talks about economics and politics and different worldviews and government and transgenderism and sexuality and just every aspect really that students are dealing with and helps them think about it from a biblical worldview. That's the key to it is that most people try to think about those issues using little bits and pieces of the cultural stories that they hear, little narratives, you know, op-ed here or there. Maybe they can they they subscribe to a conservative newsletter or something, and so they get a few little debating points there. But it but it's almost like going to Goodwill and finding all of the puzzles and taking one piece from each puzzle and putting them in a box and calling it a puzzle. Uh, most people have little bits and pieces. It just never comes together in a big picture, and that's what happens in 12 Days at Summit. And and I, I've got to tell you, and you you've seen this, so you know what I'm telling you is true. Um, Students who come have a nine times, nine X growth in their understanding of a Christian worldview, three uh, X understanding of how to be engaged in culture around them, eight X increase in their feelings of closeness to God and their devotional life and their prayer life. It's massive, massive growth. And it's because it's not just 12 sequential days. Like you could watch a YouTube video every day for 12 days and you could be just as bad off by the end of the 12 days as you were when you started. But when you come to a program like Summit and you're in this intensive environment and there are lots of other people there and there's small groups and activity time and, and, and discussion and all these things, that by day two, you are not the same person you are on day one. And by day three, you are not the same person you are on day two. It's a multiplier effect over the course of 12 days. And students tell me that in this 12 days, they gain more capacity to understand and defend a Christian worldview than they have in a life of Sunday school. And that doesn't demean the significance of Sunday school. That's an important connection with the Lord every week. But it does show the power of the multiplier effect when you do it the way we've been learning to do it here at Summit. Yeah, and I love the way that Summit do, does this. And, and, and uh, also, you, you've put out the worldview curriculum. Understanding the times, right. understanding the culture, understanding the faith. You know, and I've just finished two of those parts with my students in my high school teaching. We started out with understanding the times. We just did understanding the culture, and we're going to be starting understanding this faith this year, this next year, uh, in in helping prepare them how do Christians think biblically about the world around them. So the, Summit has just been doing a great job at helping students. And I've heard the same thing. My students, when they finish understanding the times or understanding the culture, talking about, I've learned more about Christianity uh, in the last semester, in the last year than I have in my life growing up in youth group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and because it, most youth groups, that's not the purpose of the group, right? It's to try to show that there's a friendly place where you yeah. can be with other believers and that believers are cool people. But these courses go beyond that, which is a worthy aim, I think. Uh, goes go way beyond that by helping you realize I can think about everything that happens in the culture from a biblical worldview and doing that changes my life and enables me to be genuinely a world changer. Yeah. And so what would you see are some of the biggest issues facing our youth today as they go off to the college? Well, I, I think one of the big issues facing students is just that thing we talked about with the puzzle pieces. They have little bits and pieces, but not the total picture. You know, I, I know a lot of young adults. Years ago, I started to sense this trend. My, probably 10 years ago, I started to sense this as I was doing surveys about what, how young adults are spending their time. Uh, and, and I noticed a substantial transition from watching television to online usage. 
Now, a lot of young adults will watch 10 or 20 or 30 or 50 YouTube videos in a day, all of them giving a little story, but none of them adding up to a big story. So the core problem is that young adults are coming in with no clear sense of who they are as a person. And that's a worldview problem, Ryan, as you know, because if you don't have a clear understanding of who you are as a person, you look to the culture. What does the culture say is important? The secular culture says, well, all we are is bodies. There's no such thing as soul or mind or spirit. And if all we are is bodies and our most significant impulses are sexual impulses, then you are your sexual feelings. That is your identity. So I have so many students coming saying, well, you know, I think I'm gay or I think I'm transgender or or whatever else. And we're trying to we don't we don't even start with that question. We ask, how would you even know what your identity is? And I even think, Ryan, Christians sometimes get messed up on this. I had a, a conversation already this summer with a young woman who came up and, and she wanted to be part of a conversation where we're talking about some of the finer details of a Christian worldview. And finally, it was her turn. And she said, I just want you to know I'm not a Christian. I don't think I could ever be a Christian. Uh, I believe in God and I think the spiritual world is real, but I could never be a Christian. And I I, I instead of saying, well, you know, let me try to persuade you to be a Christian. Yeah. I asked her what, uh, you know, what does that mean to you, that term Christian? And she started talking about uh, a negative father influence in her life and how that negative father influence turned her off to the idea of Christianity. And I said, well, you know, one thing you're, you're going to learn as you go into college is that adults are people, too, and they wrestle with things. And there may be things that your own father has gone through in his life that caused him to be grumpy or negative or defensive or whatever. But my interest is not that you embrace a label. My interest is that you begin taking seriously the teachings of Jesus Christ and what he said is true about the world. Hmm. And tears came to her eyes. It was this it was a huge breakthrough for her that it isn't about the label. That's not your identity. Your identity is as a child of God who's made unique in his image. You were wonderful to him. He sent his son to rescue you from death and, and to bring you into new life and to cause you to become an ambassador of redemption in your world. That's your identity is in a person, not in a concept. Yeah. I think that is one of the biggest issues, and and it, it extends to the second big issue that young adults are really wrestling with today, which is sexuality. Um, probably 70% of the students we work with are struggling with regular pornography use. The implications of that are stunning um, when you look at what pornography is today. Um, you know, when I was in college, we had a big stack of porn magazines, you know, that was just part of life living in a fraternity. Um, but what porn is doing today in the minds of kids is far more dangerous than that. That was dangerous. And I had to repent of all of that when I became a follower of Jesus. But what kids are going through today is is really stunning. And they believe, because I think the evil one tells them this, that they have been set aside for God's work because of their porn use. Hmm. Because you use porn you should be you are a person of shame. You have no value to God's kingdom or to anything else. And it, it's stunning to me how Satan ends up using porn in the lives of kids, not just to keep them addicted, but to destroy their 
feelings of closeness to God to cause them to fall into depression and, and all other sorts of things. Wow. So how have you seen kind of the work of Summit in helping students look past those things? You just talked about the one conversation with the girl, helping her rightly understand what Christianity is. Uh, yeah. With the sexuality issues, how have you seen Summit uh, impact students in, in thinking differently about their identity and how they are valuable mainly the image of God? Well, uh, Ryan, we, we start pretty methodically. Um, we're kind of nerdy about this, but uh, we, we'll begin with life, uh, not because pro-life is the basic Christian position, but because it's something that a lot of young adults can grasp. They already are there with us on that. Uh, most of my students see pro-life as a social justice issue. So they dive right into that issue and and uh, they say, okay, got it. Um, life is valuable. Why? Everybody is a person. Uh, persons have protection under the Constitution. Persons are made in the image of God. So it allows us to begin introducing some of these larger concepts that we're going to use as anchors later in the program. Then we begin to talk about worldviews, helping students identify the patterns of ideas. I want them to understand a Christian worldview, but, you know, tonight in the program, I will spend an hour and 15 minutes showing students the secular worldview from the standpoint of secularism. I'm not giving a lecture on 100 reasons why secularism is dumb. I am giving a lecture on this is what secularists say. This is why they say it. Here are their reasons. Here's what they think the problem is with the world, and here's how they think it should be solved. I'll do all of that and then spend a few minutes at the end saying here are some reasons why I think this worldview should be cast into doubt. But that's not the substance of it. I want the students to understand that these counterfeit worldviews exist, and they will meet those in the classroom. Understanding a Christian worldview by itself without understanding its opponents is sort of like going into battle, knowing your own troop configuration, but knowing nothing about the enemy. So we, we spend a lot of time on that. And then in order to flesh out a Christian worldview, we help students understand how do we know there is a God? What, do, what does the Bible reveal about God that's consistent with our understanding of science and other things? And how do we know the Bible is a reliable source of revelation? Most of my students come in pretty confused about that. If you if you put a quotation on the screen about love from Mahatma Gandhi and a quotation about love from Martin Luther King and a quotation about love from John 3.16, they could not tell you why John 3.16 should have special authority. So we spend time on those kinds of things, on the building blocks of a Christian worldview. And then we can use all of the big issues of our day, marriage, economics, socialism, you know, Bernie Sanders, transgenderism, whatever it happens to be, we can use those big issues as, as um, testing grounds to understand the difference between a Christian worldview and these other worldviews, and then show through that process how the Christian worldview emerges as true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you do that intellectually, the social implications are astounding. Uh, I, more than any other program I've ever been a part of, students feel safe here. And when they feel safe, they begin to talk with you about the real barriers that stop them from living lives fully committed to Jesus. It somehow all the intellectual stuff brings out all the heart stuff in a way that no other, n nothing else I've ever seen does. 
And I love how those two things are connected. Uh, it's not just the heart or just the head, but really they work so well together. And I like what you said there at the beginning of, I remember uh, Sean McDowell's talk on evolution where he says, you know, how many of you disagree with evolution? Most of the students raise their hand. Then he goes, how many can define evolution for me? And very few can. <laughs> and I found mm -hmm. the same thing when I teach through the summit curriculum of, of just being able to explain atheism in secularism from the secular perspective. Right. Here's what they believe, why they believe, without simply just dismissing it. And I come back and I have students say, wow, they, I just thought everyone was not a Christian because they were just mad or something. But really, I, I realize they do have good reasons for not believing in God. They do have a worldview that really encompasses everything. Now, I don't think it makes sense because of this, this, and this. And then they can actually explain what they think is wrong with it rather than just being, well, it's just not Christian, so I disagree. And it just right. that yeah. intellectual aspect of just uh, showing your intelligence that you know both sides, you know why one is right and one is wrong. That's how we approach it at Summit. That you you, you don't you don't counter a, a worldview by trying to diminish it. Mm -hmm. um, you know you know you don't build up strong straw men and knock them down. You don't give sarcastic arguments about it. Rather, you take it seriously and then show how it does not fully open reality or even achieve its own internal aims, then the students see it much more maturely. Uh, I have students come to Summit, and if they've been well-trained in the church, you know, they come in and they don't say evolution, they say evolution, and, you know, they just, you know, all kinds of things. They just, they're almost mocking about it because they've been trained by people who may have a mocking spirit. It is really significant to us that we train our students that, you, you, there's no, that each conversation is not an end game, right? It's not like the nuclear post on Facebook, that there's something really important happening here that is relational. And the next day after you have that discussion, you still have to be friends with that person. You still have to disciple that person to uh, believe what Jesus says. Yeah. And, and you wrote the book, The Secret Battle of Ideas About God, Overcoming the Outbreak yeah. of Five Fatal Worldviews. Uh, in that book, you talk about how ideas are like viruses – and that the best uh, way to combat a virus is through inoculation. And, and, and you relate that to worldview right. training. Can you kind of explain that idea of ideas or viruses and, and inoculation? Uh, sure. The, uh, I believe ideas come into our minds and hearts in the way viruses come into our bodies. And a virus is a unique kind of infection because it's not a living thing. If you have a bacterial infection, you can kill it because you, a bacteria is, bacterium is alive. But a virus is not alive, strictly speaking. It's a bit of genetic code, coded by a protein, comes into the cells. They readily accept it as nutritious. Then it hijacks the cells and begins to reproduce itself. And it does so very, very quickly. By the time you have a flu, realize you have the flu, you might have a trillion copies of that virus. And it, it does affect you for a long period of time. Some viruses stay resident in our bodies, and they don't ever come out until we're in a time of weakness, until our immune system is compromised. I think ideas function just like that. We don't bring our ideas in fully formed. Would they come into our minds in little bits and pieces, a YouTube video here, a bumper sticker there, a water cooler conversation over here, and then pretty soon we end up believing things about the world that are not true. So uh, the, the way to handle that is, is to inoculate, to recognize, you know, everybody's trying to look for answers to big questions like, am I loved? Why do I hurt? What is my purpose? Why can't we get along? What hope is there for the world? And in looking for answers to those questions, these other worldviews try to come up with satisfactory replies, and they don't succeed. But Jesus does. So we, we want our students to understand 
your, these ideas are coming in in little bits and pieces. You need to have your a spiritual immune system be strong so that you can know. We'll introduce these little ideas to you, and then we'll show you how they don't, they don't achieve what we all want, which is answers to those big life questions, but they don't even achieve their own internal aims. So, you know, our students will go to a professor. There'll be a professor who's secular and, you know, makes all kinds of snide remarks in class and things like that. Our our students' basic position is not condemnation, but it's compassion and curiosity. I feel a little bit for my professor because I, I as I see this, I can see the hurt that is determining his worldview. And uh, he's not opening fully to reality because of these underlying assumptions. And second of all, I feel I want to ask questions. I'm curious. Why do you say that? Why do you know? Do you think that's the whole story? Why did you put it that way? Why did you say that with sarcasm? Why you know how? What what assumptions are you making here? How did you arrive at that conclusion? What happens if you're wrong? Those sorts of questions that students can ask when they approach it that way, all that fear goes away. All that feeling of oh, I'm supposed to do something because my youth pastor said I should. All that goes away, and you can calmly enter into a relationship with people and lead them to a knowledge of the truth. Wow. So good. Now, I know you got a meeting you got to get to, so we're short on time. But let me finish with asking a question that you say that we should ask uh, of some people. One of your presentations. So time and money aside, what would you rather <laughs> be doing? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I love giving a presentation uh, to my students. And these days I'm calling it, You Need Old People. And I, I told that to a group of adults and they all laughed and they said, that's true. We do. And I said, no, my students are thinking of you, <laughs> <laughs> but they, I, I want them to find mentors and wise counselors. And that's one of the questions I teach people to ask. I, I really believe God's call on my life right now is that I'm doing precisely what he's called me to do. If I had all the time free in the world and all of the money available to me, I would simply do more of what I'm doing right now. I know that's rare, and that doesn't mean that everything is smooth sailing. I've had a lot of tough, really personal circumstances in the last few years, and I talk about that openly in the book. Um, but I really believe that I'm in the center of what God wants me to do in this season. That's awesome to hear. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Jeff, for taking the time to talk with me today. Absolutely. Great All right, to be have with fun Brian. with those students at Summit that are there right now, session two, and speaking tonight. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. All right, thank you so much. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that discussion with Dr. Jeff Myers of Summit Ministries. A lot of great information he talked about when it comes to ideas being like viruses, that they can come into our minds in many different ways. And we have to be aware of what those ideas are that are impacting and influencing our students. He brought up two big ones. Uh, and then how to respond to that, how to have those conversations. So I sure hope this was helpful. Now, I, if you don't know much about Summit, I think that you could see in that time of his talking and, and talking about what goes on at Summit, I think you can understand why this place is so awesome. That was one thing I loved over my two years of working there. When I would ask students, man, why is it that you come to a conference over the summer? You just get done with school, you're on summer vacation, and then you come to a conference that has like 70 hours of lectures over 12 days. Why do you do this? And almost always the response was, my friend came last year and told me I had to come. It's amazing that what I found is that one of the main ways that, that the students show up at Summit is because of word of mouth, that these students go and it transforms them to be able to feel empowered and the confidence that comes with knowing what they believe, why they believe it, and then how that impacts and influences 
the decisions that they make every single day. There really is no other place like it. And so those are some awesome stories. There are so many more stories that can be shared about Summit. It is an awesome place. I want to encourage you to check it out if you have not found out about it before. Check out the resources. Go to summit.org. Look at the worldview curriculums, understanding the times, understanding the culture, understanding the faith that Dr. Jeff Myers has put out. Check out his new book, The Battlefield of Ideas About God and Understanding the Five Fatal Worldviews that Come Up Against Christianity and How Jesus Really Does explain it best. Now, Dr. Jeff did say that if there are more questions, more responses, uh, comments about Summit Ministries or what goes on or even about worldview issues, leadership issues, whatever it may be, if more questions come in, he'd be willing to do a second part uh, answering some of the questions that you have. So I want to encourage you. If you have questions or comments, please write those in. You can send them in at contact at coffeehousequestions.com. Also, one of the best places to do it uh, is on Facebook, facebook.com slash coffeehousequestions, on Instagram or Twitter at ryanpolly 3 or you can always text those in at 714-989-6927. I want to encourage you guys to do that. Thank you so much for listening today. Again, there's a lot of stuff coming up this summer, a lot of events. You can go check out the speaking. Uh, request page, the endorsements and speaking page to see the different options. Uh, but I want to just thank you for listening, for participating in this discussion, for sending in your questions and for uh, being awesome audience. I love doing this and enjoy being able to help you guys think more deeply about worldview issues in the world around you. So have an awesome rest of your day. Sip that coffee. Think deeply, everybody. This is Ryan Polly with Coffee House Questions. Won't hesitate to follow Your love will guide my way